1: Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Tanko's message today is entitled, The Hope and the Helper. That's the hope and the helper, and you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call us at any time, 24-7. Here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now is Pastor Michael Oxen-Tanko with the conclusion to The Hope and the Helper. Today's Reaching Your Heart.
2: The everlasting gospel is an old gospel. It's a tried and true gospel. It's a gospel that is good news, And it's not adapting news or changing news. It's the same news that saved Peter when he denied Jesus. It's the same news that lifted Paul up after he had helped to kill Stephen. It's the same news that those blessed saints of ancient times turned to God with. It is the everlasting gospel. And you cannot stand in the judgment day. You cannot make it at the end of time without the everlasting gospel. The Bible says, fear God... And give Him glory, for the hour of His judgment has come, meaning it has begun. Glory is another word for praise. Worship God with your whole life. Praise God. Praise the Lord with your whole life and give Him praise. As long as you have life in you, praise the Lord. You know, some people say, well, what do you do once you become a believer? If you believe deep inside that you have been forgiven, if you believe deep inside that Christ died for you, then don't you have a strong motivation to live for God? Yes or no? And it's not fear-based stuff. It's not God standing with a stick over your head to motivate you to get to heaven. Dear heart, it's the kind of stuff that is real worship. It's a loving faith response to a God who has found you in your utter need. And when I hear people get up and they act pious and righteous... And they tell people they better get their act together and be holy enough to be accepted by God at the end of time. I know those people know nothing of the gospel of Christ. None of us have within us a worth or a success that is able to commend us to God in the judgment day. And so this angel flies in mid-heaven saying, To a world that cannot save itself, there is everlasting good news. Fear God and give glory to Him. The hour of His judgment has come. God has provided a righteousness for you that you could not provide for yourself. And in Christ, there is hope for you. In Christ, there is a future for you. You cannot have faith in Christ, though, if your faith is focused on someone else or yourself. And so the more you try to be holy, the less holy you become. The more you try to show God how good you are, the less good you become. For you to be saved, your heart, you must look away from self and look to Jesus Christ who is your Savior. God is the only one who is able to carry and to protect the life that is in trouble. Psalms 146, verse 3, Put not your trust in princes, in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. When his breath departs, he returns to his earth, and on that very day his plans perish. Now, the word translated help here is the Hebrew word for salvation. Verse 3 tells us that we are not to base our salvation on any person in this world. In fact, verse 3 says, put not your trust in princes. I did a little word study this week, and the Hebrew word for prince is noble, and it describes someone who is noble in character with a willing disposition. It means a good person. The Bible says that you are not to put your faith in good people for your salvation deliverance your preacher your priest the pope the president the prelate may be good people but as soon as you make them your savior it isn't good for you anymore bible religion is personal religion where you get on your knees and you pray to god and god saves you and if you don't do that you don't get saved You don't stay saved if you aren't on your knees relying on God as your personal righteousness. Verse 3 says, we are not to trust in a son of man. Now the son of God is not a son of man. The son of God is the son of man. And the Son of Man is the only deliverer for God's people in the judgment day. He's the only one who comes to God in the judgment day with the power to deliver God's people who claims them for the kingdom at the marriage of the Lamb. John five twenty six. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. The Christian can survive the judgment day only if he is in Jesus Christ. Dear heart, if you're not in Christ, you don't have a chance of making it through the judgment. But if you are in Jesus by faith, if you have claimed Jesus by faith in your weakness, you will most certainly make it through the judgment. When Jesus hung on that cross. He was hanging on your cross, not his. And when Christ stands before the judgment bar of God, according to the book of Daniel, He has already entered into the most holy place before the second coming to receive His kingdom. As Christ stands before the judgment bar during the hour of God's judgment, dear heart, He stands for you if you have appealed to Him in faith. If you have confessed your sins and you have called on His righteousness, He stands in your place in that proxy judgment. Christ taught this truth quite plainly, John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me, that person has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. There is a judgment for believers in heaven before the second coming, but he doesn't have to go to that judgment. He has passed from judgment unto life so who goes to that judgment in his behalf? Now we know there is a season for the judgment of the righteous dead. Revelation eleven eighteen, The nations raged, but thy wrath came. And the time for the dead to be judged for rewarding thy servants, the prophets and saints. And those who fear thy name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. It's very clear in this verse. There is an end time judgment of the righteous dead and the righteous living. And the text says the time for the righteous dead came to be judged. The Greek word for time is kairos, and it means a season of time. It doesn't here mean the day of the Lord has come at the end of time suddenly. It doesn't mean that at all. It means a period of time set apart at the end of time for judging the righteous dead. That period of time has come before the end of all things. It's a season of time that is the hour of God's judgment. Dear heart, we are living during that time. We are living during the antitypical day of atonement which is the hour of God's judgment, when God has called the Christian church back to the Bible and to Jesus Christ, when God has called men and women to place their faith in Jesus Christ alone. The book of Daniel teaches that this judgment is not a bad thing for the believer. It's a good thing for the believer. How many of you were growing up attended an evangelistic meeting where somebody got up and scared the wits out of you by talking about the judgment? Raise your hand high. Okay, what was scary, was it not? Because they offered no hope for the judgment, right? It's all about judgment. About what you better do, but not about Jesus. That's the wrong kind of preaching. It's the wrong kind of teaching. In the first angel's message, the hour of God's judgment has come. And then we hear a lot about God, and we hear a lot about the everlasting gospel. Without the everlasting gospel, you have no right to preach about the judgment. Daniel seven twenty one. as I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them. That's the context of why the judgment is set. Until the Ancient of Days came, verse 22, and judgment was given in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came when the saints received the kingdom. Why is there a judgment? There is a judgment because God's people have been harassed. God's people have been harangued, and the judgment is set, and the kingdom judgment occurs so that God's people can be vindicated in Christ. They can receive the reward. They can be set for eternity as part of God's kingdom in that judgment. That's good news. That's not bad news. That's good news. Now, what makes this judgment good? In Daniel 7, 13, it's very clear. Christ comes before the Ancient of Days, just before the Second Coming. He comes into the most holy place, throne room of God. And He takes our place in the judgment. In Daniel 7, there are angels. In Daniel 7, there are books that are open. God's throne is there. Jesus is there. But you aren't there. It is a heavenly judgment before the end of all things. And Christ, as your substitute, comes before the throne of God to request us by name as part of His kingdom. Daniel 7, 13, I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion, glory and a kingdom. But notice what it says about his kingdom, that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. Now, what does Christ do in this judgment for us? Christ Himself tells us in Revelation 3, 5, He who conquers shall be clad thus in white garments. And then He says, And I will not blot His name out of the book of life. I will confess His name before my Father and before His angels. How many of you like to have Christ confess your name before God the Father? I mean, imagine the drama of that day. As your name comes up in the judgment, and there's good and bad in your life, but you cling to Jesus by faith. Christ said the one who endures to the end will be saved. So you have not surrendered your faith in Christ. You don't let your weaknesses get in the way of your faith so that you focus on the Savior instead of yourself. And so you come to the judgment and God the Father is there on His throne and Christ, as He stands before God, has a book in His hand. And the book is the book of life. And He holds His hand before God with a nail print. And He looks to God the Father He says, Father, you've never denied me anything. I have the name of Mike Oxentenco. He names you by name. He says, Father, I ask for them based on the cross. Based on what I have done. I took their place in death. And now, Father, I take their place in the judgment. They have passed from death into life. And I am in the judgment in their place. Father, give me the kingdom. One name at a time. Give me the kingdom. And God gives Jesus the kingdom one name at a time. That's good news, dear heart. The judgment of Daniel 7 that Jesus is describing in this verse is good news. I will not blot his name out of the book of life if you're in Christ. You can't stand before God and explain your life to him in such a way that you'll be clear in the judgment. That's why Christ died on that cross for you. Christ is the only one who can stand before God and ask God for anything. Anything. That means Jesus is the deliverer in the judgment day. Christ is the good news. Without the gospel, you're naked before God in the judgment day. If you think you're good enough, you're not good enough. And that's why the Bible says, give him glory for the hour of his judgment has come. The gospel affects our attitudes today. You know, the good news is not good news about the future. Christ is the good news. And it affects who and what we are today today. The basis of a positive life, it's not a positive thought pattern. It's not just positive action. For the Christian is based on the truth. The living truth that is rooted and real in Jesus Christ. Good news believed deep inside brings happiness received deep inside. And so what the soul needs to set it free is the truth that is true in Jesus not truths that aren't true in Jesus. The truth that is true in Jesus. Psalms 146 verse 5. Happy is he or she whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever forever who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the captives free. You can't free yourself in life, dear heart. The Lord sets the captives free. In the Bible, help and hope are not ideas that stand alone as impersonal truths. Hope and help in the Bible, it's a person, not a thing or an idea. God is our help and God is our hope. And if God is your hope and God is your help, you have a right to be happy. Do you hear me? And smile, You're like this, you know, push your face up, P- push, push your face up. You have a right to be happy no matter what kind of trouble the devil throws at you in life. Based on the cross of Christ and the acceptance of God, repeat after me, I have a right to be happy. I have a right to be happy. I have a right to smile. I have a right to have a positive outlook on life, not because I'm a positive thinker, but because I have a positive savior. And that's good enough for me. And I hope it's good enough for you. Psalms 146, six, together with the fourth commandment, Exodus 2011, are the sources for the first angel's message in Revelation 14, 6 and 7. If God is your hope, you have a right to praise the Lord. The everlasting gospel has set you free to worship God without fear. It has set you free to obey without condemnation, without worrying about tripping up, because if you've been set free, dear heart, God is not measuring your actions to see if you fail. God has already measured Christ and he has succeeded adequate for your acceptance. God is helping you as a parent to grow up into all things. Psalms 146.1 says, praise the Lord. The first angel's message, verse 7 of Revelation 14 says, give glory to him. Psalms 146.6 says, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. The first angel's message of Revelation fourteen seven says worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the fountains of water. Psalms one hundred forty six seven says God executes justice for the oppressed. Revelation fourteen seven, the first angel's message says the hour of God's judgment has come. You see, the first angel's message in Revelation 14 is a call to experience the everlasting gospel at a personal and profound level. It is a call to remember the gospel song of Psalms 146 and make it the song of your life. It is a call to music and melody and faith and worship that is based on the victory of Jesus Christ. When Jesus started his ministry in the synagogue at Nazareth, he quoted from the prophet Isaiah in Luke 4, the passage that is found in Isaiah 61, verse 1. We had a whole message last week dedicated to that passage. And it's the passage in the Old Testament that predicted the gospel ministry of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 61, 1. Imagine Christ standing in the synagogue at Nazareth and he said this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. The gospel of Jesus Christ sets the captives free. It frees from legal and inner condemnation the heart that cannot prove itself before God. It frees them from spiritual blindness. It frees them from the power of oppression. And it frees them from the trouble that weighs deep within the life. That sinks the soul into sin. It frees that person to love God. To obey Him and worship Him. Jesus was the first one to preach the gospel. Because Jesus is the good news of the coming kingdom. Dear heart, our hope and our help is God. And in Jesus, God has come to you. Christ is the good news of the coming kingdom. Psalms 146, 7 and 8 quotes this passage of Isaiah 61, 1 that Jesus started his ministry with. It's the everlasting gospel passage. Psalms 146, 7 and 8. Notice the similarity to the passage we read. God who executes judgment for the oppressed, who gives food for the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. That's coming from Isaiah. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. You know, if you're a Christian, there is no place in your faith for you to believe that God doesn't love you. Did you hear me? You know, take your arm right here and wrap it around you. Take the other arm and wrap it around you. Now, imagine those as not your arms, but God's arms. Squeeze tight. Doesn't it feel good? I'm adjusting my back. I'm just kidding. Squeeze tight. God is holding you much tighter than you can hold yourself. Dear heart, God loves you. This negative self-talk about how God doesn't care about you must end if you believe in the Gospel. If you've accepted Christ, you must believe that God loves you. Faith in Jesus Christ sets the soul free from self-condemnation. You may feel self-condemned, but say after me, I am free in Jesus. I am not condemned because I have an advocate In the judgment day, and I have someone who took my place at the cross, what you think about yourself doesn't matter in the judgment day. It has no merit one way or the other with God. What God thinks of you matters a lot in the judgment day. The text says God loves the righteous. God loves the soul that seeks Him in faith and humility and repentance. God's love is not some feel-good sentiment that means nothing in the end. God's love is a protective action based on covenant commitment. That is part of his eternal nature. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. A God that will never break his promise, even when times are tough. God protects his people from their enemies who seek to destroy them. Psalms 146, 9. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The text says literally the way of the wicked he makes crooked or twisted. Evil will not win in the end. The ruthless will not always rule the righteous. And the enemy will not always prevail against the weak. The path of the wicked oppressor will be subverted and twisted. And he will find his road going right off a cliff. Because God will not allow the destination of evil to come to its desired end. He will turn the road away so that it will not come to you. God is our hope and God is our helper. Dear heart, there is a future for the righteous that trust in Jesus Christ. And it is a bright future. The Gospel sets the soul free for a future that has a hope. Psalms 146, verse 10. The Lord will reign forever. Thy God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When the earthquake hit Haiti, Daphne and Reginald heard the rattle that covered their little son with tons of debris. Imagine the ground shaking, the earth moving, and then it covers your son. At first they thought he was dead, but when they heard the cry beneath the rubble, they knew he was alive. It was torture beyond belief for them. They couldn't bear to hear it. But they could hear his cries coming deep from the earth, screaming for mama and daddy. Giant concrete slabs and metal sheets covered that little boy. They couldn't dig through. For two days, the parents dug with their bare hands to save their son. They heard the cry for two days. There are times in life when your best efforts aren't good enough to save yourself or your family. They couldn't dig deep enough to find him. For them, help came from Spain. A team of rescue workers came to them from the country of Spain. Now, rescue workers from all over the world have hovered over Haiti recently. But the angels of mercy that helped Daphne and Reginald came from Spain. They had tools that the parents did not have. They had resources that were extraordinary. And they had persistence suitable for the task. It was a race against time to save little Rajedsen. That was his name. And the hole they dug was deep and deliberate And the effort was constant and a human chain of rescue workers were pulling debris from the ground as they heard the voice that was crying out for help as they heard it become fainter and fainter. They knew they were getting closer, but life was ebbing and the parents were praying to God to save the boy. They didn't believe that God had cursed their boy because of what someone did 200 years before. The God who curses was not the God they were seeking. They were praying to the God who has mercy The God who in Jesus Christ pours mercy on the human race. The God who hears prayer when you cannot save yourself and you cannot rescue yourself from trouble. The God who cares about your children when you can't save your children on your own. They were praying to that God. And then the moment came that they thought would never come. The moment they had hoped for was the moment they feared the most now. Burrowing deep into the ground with lamps on their helmets, the light found the boy who was crying out in the night of darkness for life. The chain of life was long to seek him and to find him. From one worker to another, they passed the boy up the chain of life from the deep hole in the ground. The boy that emerged was scarred and bleeding. His body was bruised, and fear was written on his bleeding face. For was afraid of the dark, and he was afraid of the pain. He was looking for the one thing that would take away his fear. And suddenly the arms of the worker found the arms of his mother and his father. When he grows up, he will need to learn that his parents got on their knees. They begged the God of heaven to save their little boy. And the God of heaven answered their prayer. Hope found him in the deepest hole. And help lifted him from the darkness into the light. Dear heart, you may have a son or daughter that you feel is very lost. And maybe they are. Hope can find them. Your prayers can seek them. God will pursue them. House of Jacob. God is our hope. And God is our help. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise the Lord. He is well able to deliver those who call on Him.
1: Thanks for listening today. If this message is ministered to you, remember there are many more just like it at reachingyourheart.com. If you're a regular listener to this broadcast, or if you've just tuned in for the first time and have been inspired by this sermon, and you'd like to partner with us to help keep these radio broadcasts on the air, you can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE. That's 888 244 hope day or night, 24-7. One of our team is available to assist you right now. We believe God is moving across the globe, touching lives and reaching hearts. And you are helping make this a reality with your gift of any amount. Spiritualism, in a variety of forms, is making its way through the Western world. The afterlife, the spirit world, and spirit mediums can be found in movies, best-selling books, and popular TV programs. These themes are making their way into our children's entertainment even, we have this free book to help you understand things a little bit better entitled, Dark Tunnels or Bright Lights? This book candidly reveals biblical truth about this subject and pulls the curtain aside to reveal why there is so much interest in this topic. The book reveals the deceptions of spiritualism based on biblical teachings so that you can confidently discern truth from error as the topic continues to gain momentum across all levels of society. Now, this book is absolutely free. You can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE. That's eight 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 two four four 888 244 hope day or night 24-7. Thanks for tuning in and we pray that God is reaching your heart and growing you up in Christ through these messages.